we have a new entry in the uh, the running bit that I do with myself that is the name champion. Good morning, sir. Yes, good morning to you as well. We have uh, a, a new entry, a, a new uh, com- competitor, a new combatant. Combatant, thank you. In the the name power rankings championship, and this might be the victor. Name of what? Fighters. Okay. Wellington Terman, for example. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the oh. new name champion is undisputably Harry Hunsucker, <laughs> who is fighting on Saturday night on the prelims against Justin Taffa. Uh, Harry Hunsucker funny thing he stepped in on late notice against somebody ridiculous and i remember uh we laughed about his name then and wondered whether or not i had been related to him and like he just like mispronounced it with a lisp at ellis island we talked about that name on this show i'm pretty positive yeah okay was it one of my drunker episodes yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh it's so good to see you guys Yes, likewise. Apologize for my tardiness. Last minute work stuff came up as I was uh, attempting to log into this wonderful Zoom chat. Last, just a last minute thing. It is but okay. We're all good here. I uh, I have something for you guys. Uh-oh. So. I suggest you listen to it. Nobody at home will be able to see this, but you'll enjoy the music. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah. Revel. Extreme supplements for extreme athletes available at GNC stores nationwide. At this time, we'd also like to wish a special happy birthday to a big USC fan. We gon' say it loud Today is your birthday I know you're so proud Today is your birthday We gon' turn out Got the throw party Get it lit and wild out Cut the cake and we gon' say Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday To you, yeah Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday To you, yeah Get a cake, blow the candles Like a kiss I hear you and your boy are having birthdays, so I want to wish you a a big happy birthday. You guys are both big fans, so thank you for the love and support. I wish you guys nothing but the best and great birthdays. All right, take care, my guys. Wishing you a very happy Hulkamania birthday. Stay young, my brother. What you gonna do? Today is your birthday. We gonna say it loud. Today is your birthday. I know you're so proud. Today is your birthday. We gonna turn out. About to throw a party. Get it lit and wild out. Cut the cake and we gonna say happy.
not Friday, it's not Saturday, it's not Thursday. It's your birthday. <laughs> the day went. <laughs> I love you guys. Wow. I, I threw you a dance party. <laughs> it's it's like it was never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Never should a pretty neat podcast dance party. Uh, I'm glad you were able to attend. Okay. And, uh, that was wonderful. Frankie Edgar sends his happy birthday. So did uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, only one of those was actually real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? Nothing. Cameo's a thing. Mm-hmm. What? Cameo is a thing. And yes, I did have to edit out who I actually got it for many years ago's name, <laughs> but <laughs> editing it together is what counts. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, you. you guys. Late birthday for Dom, early birthday for Ryan. Thank you, sir. And, Thank you. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about everything that fucking happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. And everything that's happening this weekend, and where do we start? We start with Sean O'Malley, apparently. <laughs> right? Yeah. Super back. It's super back. He looked he looked legit against the guy who was supposed to be somebody who could strike with him. And he shut him out. Just, you know, I mean, awesome combinations, hand speed, accuracy, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole boat, the whole sh- the whole stuff. And now he's ranked. Look at that. Number 13. Never is that too low? No. He wasn't ranked before that. And he beat a guy who for a brief moment in time was the number 15 guy who wasn't on the night that he beat him. Yeah. Y- you know what? I think Dom, you said it once, uh like you view like the ranking like can these people not beat the people above them right Mm -hmm. uh and sean o'malley would face a lot of adversity with every single person on that list above him maybe frankie and uh marlon might be a little bit on their way out i think he'd probably have a good chance with them but uh everyone else above him in the rankings would be a fucking challenge for him but holy shit his timing uh is is ridiculous i i have a whole new respect for him after uh watching him fight somebody that wasn't just a heavy bag mm-hmm. yeah totally. yeah he looked really good and i mean he's got to get a top 10 opponent next right do you think so yeah straight to the top 10 i think so yeah who do you think- be in the top 10 didn't he lose to Marlon Vera once? Yeah, I, that, was I the, think, that was the nerve kick. The, yeah, I think that would be a good good fight for him. I think he can beat Marlon Vera. Yeah, Cheeto just lost to Aldo, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I like that. 8 and 13. Is that a main event of a fight night, or is that on a pay-per-view? No, that's... Um... If it's on a pay-per-view, that's like in the number four spot, right? They're they're putting that, it's like either opening up the pay-per-view or it's in the number four spot. I think so, yeah. 
Ooh, I maybe put that on the the belt unification card. That way they're there as backups. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. But when is that happening? I don't know. But <laughs> Cheeto what, and Cheeto what belt and... unification card. Yeah, uh, the Bantamweights. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're, the way your cursor was moving, I was like, is someone going to switch weight divisions or weight classes? <laughs> I, what do you t- did I miss something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, dude. It, what you're saying is when Jan beats Sterling without kneeing him in the head, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I still don't like his hair. No, you don't like that clown hair? No. I don't like his hair. I also like, I do like his tattoos though. I also appreciate the amount of time he spends on Twitch. A large amount of time. Large amounts, three to four times a day. I mean, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob is a former drug addict and he goes on there because it helped him kick drugs. Sean O'Malley is just on there all day playing video games. Mm. Where in the fuck does he train? Do you think he makes more money with his like, twitch revenue than he does as a fighter with sponsorships because he's he has a pretty big following right i would say he makes more money collectively outside of the cage than inside of it yeah probably that's fair total his gear is pretty dope i would love to pick up a sean o'malley uh shirt if we happen to see one when we're hanging out in like a month (laughs) that's exciting do you so there's like Sean O'Malley and Kamzat Chemaev and Islam Makachev and there was one other name that I kind of had in this this list. Um, kind of of these like up and coming guys mm-hmm. that there's you can tell the UFC has learned like don't don't do the Darren Till thing where you rush them and you end up screwing it up. You take it slow, let them develop into whatever it is they're going to be. Um, What I'm interested to see, and I actually kind of think is going to happen to one of them, is like, so say Masvidal and Chemaya fight, right? I'm not saying I think this is going to happen, but it could. One of these guys is going to get knocked out, and it's going, and like in a way that kind of alters the course of their career. You could honestly make that argument with with Cody Garbrandt in, in a sense, right? He... He, he just never really recovered from the Dillashaw losses. And then the, the Rafael Asunsound knockout, right? That was the, the buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was almost the worst thing that could have happened to him. Because now suddenly he's like, oh, yeah, I can beat guys again. But really, maybe he can't, which is a bummer to say because I'm a huge Cody Garbrandt fan. But um, one of these guys is going to end up losing. And I'm, I don't know which one it's going to be. My, I, I honestly, my, I know this is crazy. My money is on Makachev. I think, I think Makachev is the one that gets dropped and, and the course of his career has changed. It's not a safe bet. And I'm not saying I would actually make it, but if I had to pick one of them, I don't think you're wrong. I want to bring up Islam here um, because. I can't tell the difference between Russians unless they are deep faked Asian Russians. Mm-hmm. 
isn't Makachev is the one who has a loss. He was knocked out early in his career. I believe so. Yeah. And then come shot as Colby calls him. Uh, yes. And Islam's the lightweight 155. Yeah. And he has the one lost to Adrio Martins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because well. there's this like there's this like rhetoric going around that it's just a matter of time before Makachev has the belt and you may as well just give it to him now. And and I, I don't that I, might be a little premature. I want to see what happens with Benil Dariush. Because mm-hmm. Benil Dariush can weather a fucking storm as he did against um uh oh my, what was his name? Drakar Close. At UFC 238, I want to say. Um, but Benil can can withstand. Benil's tough as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's got age. Uh, and I think that's a good thing in this fight. I actually think that he might gain some respect early. And I think there's a good, this is going to be a good war. And it's in February. It's a long time away. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that you're probably right. And this might be the derailer for me. I actually think Benil's got a great chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryan. I don't, I don't see it. I'm sorry. Not to, <laughs> no, that's fair. Upset the, <laughs> not to upset the apple cart. I, I, I'm not going to say Bill Dariush doesn't have like any chance. But when you see him, right, to your point, he's pretty durable. However, the way that he changes the course of a fight is his ability to, like, land something big. But the way that he does it is somewhat um, erratic, unorthodox. You know, it's, it's not tight, which is uh, where Makachev, as a wrestler who's a pressure fighter, who also has pretty decent stand-up, could exploit that. So if he's disciplined, right, and he doesn't get too much forward pressure, right, so he's sticking behind his game plan and then looking to take it to the ground, mm-hmm. I don't see a way Benil like, legitimately wins that other than landing some wild punch when he's coming in. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I would even I would even call the wild punch. It will be an uppercut. <laughs> mm. Okay. I'm All right, you heard it here first. Wild uppercut for the derailment of Islam's career. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Hmm. Now that this website is frozen. Cody Garbrandt, you mentioned, man, sad day, sad day. That was disappointing. That was that yeah. was very sad. Although, Kaikara France knocking him out is the reason why I won the PNP picks because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a plus nine hundred. Um, but uh, damn, I, I I'm not even gonna say Kaikara France looked great because I've seen him fight before and he's fought better before. Just saying. Jeff, you uh, should have lost. <laughs> I, I, 
Tykara France, I, I guess. I don't really see how that translates to the top two guys in the division um, at all. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where that where that goes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was honestly kind of hoping Sugar Sean was going to lose and that Cody was going to lose and that then Cody would move up and then they would fight each other because they were building up beef on embedded and like all that shit. And I'm like, okay, these guys are great. Build it. Sure. Which weight class is it going to be? I'm excited. Um, now I don't really I feel kind of bad for Sean. because I feel like it might've been bigger moneymaker for him. Mm. And Cody had, has no shot against Sean O'Malley. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's not even, You're you're right. He he's got a he's got to tear it down again. I think it's all up here to the mo- for the most part. He doesn't he doesn't know what he wants to do. He doesn't know how he wants to fight. So he's got to figure that out. It's if you're going to be tentative, you're you're going to get picked apart. Especially if you're going to commit to 125 still, because there's just too much speed. Mm-hmm. Does he leave Alpha Male? I don't know. I don't necessarily. That's tough because I don't think like just changing camps and and doing something else and just trying to just change everything about what you do as a fighter. I think you have to realize what made you successful and build upon that as opposed to saying, okay, I lost to I lost to TJ twice in in pretty convincing fashion. Right. Um, I need to change things. Well, maybe it's just you're probably not going to be tj dillashaw um and that's fine right there's there's tears there's levels to this game and he's a really really good fighter as evidenced by all the great wins that he's had but it doesn't mean you have to change everything about you it definitely doesn't mean if you're going to try and beat him somewhere down the road which likely not ever going to happen they're never going to fight each other again given uh, each respective age and now different weight classes but you would change your game plan or approach for that specific person, but not change everything you do as a fighter. And against Kai Kara France, you know, there's a lot of commentary that said he looked like he was trying to show more lateral movement as opposed to what he normally does is tries to time you up and throw big overhand rights. So I don't know. I think, I think he's a little lost. Yeah. Isn't he a, a pretty accomplished wrestler? That's, what they say did he anyway. wrestle in college? Was it like Division Two or like a just, high school state champ, something of that? I don't nature? know why we never see it from him. Huh. He's or, got that. Or maybe right maybe hand. I'm answering my own question, right? Like, <laughs> if somebody who's a good wrestler never wrestles, <laughs> are they a good wrestler? I don't know. Damn. I think we can. I mean, Jeff Neal, Santiago Pons, and Ebo. Uh. It seemed to me like a, a little bit of a robbery, uh, and that's fine. I I, I don't really care to talk about Hands of Steel and, and Sacatibio at the moment, uh, unless you guys had anything crazy on that one. Nah. Nothing. Um, and, I mean, we have, we didn't, we're not even fucking talking about Dominic Cruz, Ige, Tai Tuivasa's knockout, which was like hilarious uh ryan Bruno, hall. geez ryan hall was on this card we're not going to talk about those things though <laughs> because 
we have a new women's bantamweight champion. And uh, was this a fluke? Did Juliana Pena steal this belt? Or did Amanda Nunes lose it? I ask either of you. <laughs> uh what's the difference because I, I feel like they're the same i feel like they're the same I, I think it's a combination of both right juliana pena give her some fucking credit she had a solid game plan and she even when she was getting hit she didn't wilt whereas amanda probably didn't train as hard as she normally trains and and then all of a sudden was like oh shit i'm in deep water i'm not ready for this and then I mean, do you agree like that rear naked choke and her just like tapping on the mat didn't seem like too much of a fight, right? Of mm-hmm. a fight back. It's like, all right, you got me. Are we going to give her an immediate rematch? It <laughs> felt like Amanda was looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Really? And I, I've, I've, I'm kind of parroting a lot of different opinions I've heard, but you said it didn't seem like she had trained as hard as she should have. I have since heard that there was talk before the fight that she wasn't in the gym as much as she typically is. Um, and that Pena knew that, uh, I guess Amanda had a social media post of some of uh, like being in the gym and kind of saying, Hey, I actually am in the gym. Um, I think maybe part of, part of what happened is Amanda went down in weight. Right. Um, if I'm not mistaken, 135 not 145 is that right yeah it's the 135 belt yeah um and normally i think that was tougher on her and i think um the way the first round went she won the first round like probably if she had pressed could have finished her she had her on the ground and i think it was dc who made a comment like amanda trains for this she knows she has nothing but time she doesn't need to rush and then Pena just came out swinging in that second round and amanda was like whoa what the fuck is this Mm-hmm. and I, I want i've never actually I, it occurred to me i've been watching amanda fight for five years i've never seen her lose and so there are guys who like dominic cruz showed you knock him off his game but give him time he's gonna figure it out he's gonna get his timing back get his balance and his his wits about him if you will and then he he made it work mm-hmm. maybe amanda was like hey i've never really been challenged in five years i don't remember what this is like <laughs> And there's, you know, that not the time to remember, right? Because yeah. you're, you're, you've got the money, you've got the silk pajamas, and, and Juliana Pena doesn't, right? Yeah. I think she relied on the fact that she hits really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And Juliana Pena, like Ryan was saying, can take that. And when it, and other people she's faced were probably shocked by it, you know? And they get stunned, and then Amanda makes her move then. Juliana didn't. She just ate it and didn't get tired. And when the next round started, Amanda had no idea what to do and was totally ready to tap as soon as she felt like she might need to. Because <laughs> I do think she wanted out. I think she just knew it's not going to go. To I'm not going to survive the next four rounds. No. Now tap, you're healthy, go home. That way you have a faster rematch. Rematch in spring. I've heard talk that she may retire. What? I've heard people mention it. They're saying, I don't know, does she retire now? 
from both weight classes? I feel like if she can win this one back, maybe she defends the other one one more time. I, I don't see how she gets in there with Kayla Harrison now. <laughs> everything, no, but in all seriousness, True. Let the, everything I've ever said about Kayla Harrison aside, who was sitting cage side. Mm-hmm. And turned her back after Julia Pena won. Kayla is better at everything than Juliana Pena is. Mm-hmm. Especially so what's what's Amanda what's Amanda gonna do? I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. It was a it's it's a weird shift. Yeah. And I said on last week's episode, I said something like, "She's going to lose eventually. It's just not going to be Saturday." It turns out it was. <laughs> right. I I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what the what the path forward for her is. I'm sure she's had some some long nights this past week, kind of thinking about it. Right. Or maybe she's just like, yeah, whatever. I've got a steady income. I can always generate more money by doing appearances and, you know, I can open an Amanda Nunez UFC or whatever gym or, or MMA gym or whatever. And the lioness, and then I can do commentary or whatever and, and be fine. I don't, I don't have to keep getting in there and I don't know. Well, I figure if Amanda wins, if Amanda had won, then she's going to go defend 145 against Kayla and probably lose. I would think maybe. I don't at this I think, point, yeah. I think Kayla would have a good chance. So, what if Amanda just wasn't ready for Kayla? Because if she loses the belt now, they're not going to make her defend 145 against Kayla next, are they? Like, is Kayla her next fight at 145? She that, comes doesn't, off... that doesn't seem fair, no. So I don't know what she should do. That's a, It's so fucking weird. Double champ, w- losing one of the belts. Hmm. Yeah. It's strange. Anyway. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, I was, I was, I don't know. I, I like greatness. I like seeing sustained greatness, and it was kind of a bummer. I want I want someone like her to be able to go out on her own terms, kind of in, in a way like Stipe. He more defend more heavyweight defenses than anyone. He's tough as shit, too tough for his own good, and then just gets detonated by Francis. And it's like I don't know when the opportunity is coming back. Your brain might not work the same way anymore after that. So don't you don't get to go out on your own terms, right? So if Amanda comes back. Maybe she defends the, what is it, flyweight? What's the other one she has? No, featherweight, excuse me. Maybe she defends that one against some tomato can one time and then and then walks off on her own terms. Because the, the problem is if she comes back and fights Peña again and loses again, <laughs> then, then like everything about her legacy and all that changes. That's a tough, yeah. tough pill to swallow. She, she kind of, she's not the same personality, but it's, it's like the Connor thing. It's like, all right, dude, we haven't seen you really win in a long time. So I don't know. It's hard. (laughs) On Saturday after the fights, Connor tweeted, when was he going to get Charles? (laughs) It was the first time I was like literally laughing at somebody because of how dumb their comment was. That poor guy. Really? Really? No. Okay, we're not going to talk about Conor McGregor. Good. Thanks, guys. We're going to be talking about someone else, though, in just a minute. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, uh, Mr. Ryan, I, I want to hear your take on the main event. Uh, it was great. I mean, I, I think this was pretty revelatory for all of us on just how good Charles Oliveira really is um, and how much he's progressed as a fighter. And now he's just, he's, he's finding himself in bad spots. Yeah. He looked, he looked in worse shape in round one and very similar to his fight with uh, Chandler um, came back in round two, was able to turn the tables And then he actually went back to, you know, I thought maybe he was going to continue to try and strike. And then he just found the opportunity to just do this, this great position and Mm -hmm. started to just, just do what he normally does and just continue to improve his position, improve his position, improve his position until it was too late. Um, I was really impressed by his hand speed. Uh, And also his, his, I sound like a broken record, but his accuracy was pretty, was was pretty impressive in terms of what I thought it was and what it actually is. And I think that took Dustin Poirier by surprise as well. Uh, Cause he, you know, he, he's known for being really durable and also having a lot of power for his weight class. Um, and he, he, he tagged him a few times and it didn't seem to be that fight altering type of sequence that he's normally accustomed to. So at that point, in hindsight, you would think that uh, his corner should have like been like, all right, we know that we can't just take him out mm-hmm. single punch. We have to now change our strategy a little bit, but I don't think they did that quite so much. And then Oliveira just continued to put the pressure on and it just was too much. And that's, uh, it's that it's weird to have a champion be the underdog. Not, I guess not, it's not unheard of, but um and he definitely had that mentality of like nobody believes in us, you know, that whole football mentality. Yep. Nobody believed in us, and it just motivates the shit out of him. We talked about that last week. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it looked the case during Embedded when I was watching that, you know, watching all the six episodes on on Saturday. It just was like, wow, he's he's really training and diversifying his skills really well. And that's what struck me so much in in Embedded was. Uh, his hand speed and, and the way that he's able to strike. So you know, I, I just don't know who he's, uh, I don't know who he'd face next. Um, well, they're saying Gagey, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Gagey. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that. I think Du Bronx is definitely a favorite in that one. I yeah. think, I think he earned that for sure. Uh, I would even say a good size favorite. Uh, minus 210 maybe maybe not much more than that yeah it, it's it's going to be in that range for sure more ways um, to win do you know what i picked up on in embedded that that should have been and i and i sent you guys a message in the discord mm-hmm. a cup like maybe an hour before the fight like hey i've got a feeling about charles Oliveira. there's there's <laughs> just you just get it and i'm not saying that means anything but the more i sat and thought about it the more i thought wait a second Maybe I'm giving Poirier too much credit, as crazy as that sounds. In Embedded, it was the only time you saw Charles, except when he was he was like FaceTiming with his daughter, I think. 
the rest of it was him training mm-hmm. or being at the press conference. But it was him training. With Dustin, it was their setting up the ping pong table. They're getting in the hot tub. They're, he's walking his wife and his daughter around in the house, which I've seen him stay at at a couple of embedded. It's them kind of jogging. Mm-hmm. Not really any training. Yeah. And I'm not saying a couple of days of training before a fight at this level makes a difference, but like maybe it makes a difference. I, I, I there's something yeah. to that. There's something to that. Having said that, in the in the in the uh, the spirit of full disclosure, I do have a bottle of Poirier's hot sauce showing up at my door tomorrow, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm still repping. You know, I, I'm still a Dustin Poirier fan. I love <laughs> hot sauce. I want to check it out, but. I hope he figures it out. You know, he said something to Joe Rogan in his interview after he said, Rogan said, you know, what, what are you thinking about as you look at the climb to get back here? And he said something like, yeah, I'm going to have to decide if I want to do that. (laughs) And to me, it's like, well, if that's, if you're, I mean, I know you just lost and it's emotional and the endorphins and all that, but it's like, man, I thought at least Connor, at least at least Connor screamed at you about your wife being in his DMs. Like, could you could you give us something? I don't know. Yeah, I want him to be the champ still. Like he's he I was do the too. he was the interim. I will give him that credit. But like, eh, I thought that was his goal, and uh, apparently it was just to make a bunch of money, which is fine. I, I yeah. respect that. Go for it. Totally. <laughs> uh, uh, let me know as hot sauce is. I'm not the best, biggest fan, but I mean, I am curious. You're not the fan of hot sauce? Yeah, yeah. It's with the the heatonist people who do. Uh, what is that hot wing show where they hot ones? Hot ones. It's it's that company, the people who do the the sauces with them. So, huh. huh? Well, speaking of hot ones, you know who was on hot ones? Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. <laughs> uh, he said it made him feel like he was going to shit his pants on the way home on the plane. That is a so I'm a connoisseur of spicy food and uh I can't really eat it the night before work anymore. <laughs> um, I'll let you I'll let you piece the rest of that together yourself, but um it's uh I know that feeling and it's a it's it's an intense um response i don't know the word <laughs> that's it's yeah. a explosive diarrhea it's not even really that it's explosive diarrhea it's the burning <laughs> all the way through your intestines Ugh. yeah yeah the furthest i can get is a little bit of like thai the thai food place up by my house is pretty delicious okay. but uh man Derek lewis uh this weekend so Derek Lewis, right? He has the most knockouts in heavyweight history, right? Of any active heavyweight. If he gets the knockout in this one, it's of all UFC fighters. Mm. And that's who's he amazing. tied with? Uh, Charles Oliveira is one of them. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. While well, you're doing th- that. Also note this is a this is a 1 p.m. start time on this card. And I gotta say, there are some names on here. Ah, Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Derek Lewis. So I was wrong. It's Matt Brown and Derek Lewis. They are tied. 
I thought there was one more. Nice. It is a 1 p.m. card. How interesting. Huh. I'm just excited to see him fight, but there's actually a couple of really good fights on this card. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm a little bit disappointed, and we're going to talk about it after this. But we don't have another card after this for a month. And that's that's very... okay. Christmas and New Year's. Christmas, New Year's, blah. I get those every year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I want fresh fights every weekend. (laughs) But also kind of cool, though, is that the next UFC fights is the episode before we have to make our picks before the one we're going to together. And that's Mm. really fun. So that's cool. Derek Lewis and Chris Dickhouse. What do you think? I don't think uh, Dockus. Dockus, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a got a feeling about Dick House. <laughs> really? Do you? Do you really think Derek Lewis is motivated for this? I'm surprised he's fighting. <laughs> so, so am I. He, I mean, I he think, can knock anybody out. I think he has an expensive lifestyle. And I think part of him thinks he was supposed to be the interim champ right now. And maybe still doesn't understand why he's not. <laughs> and uh, he's got to get the, he's got to he's got to pay for that Christmas money and buy another car or some shit. I think. Actually, pay, pay for truck. Christmas money. He's got to pay for Christmas presents. Yeah, literally, he said at the press conference he was buying a Christmas car for his daughter. So you nailed that, Dom. Hey, tremendous. <laughs> you so you think that Dacus has this one? I mean, I'm looking at his strikes per minute, and I mean, he should just piece Derek up. I don't. It's a pretty pronounced difference. Now, that's kind of Derek's game, it right? Is. He's the kind of like I'll take one to give one mm-hmm. and I'll bring you in, or like he somewhat plays rope a dope. Like you see him, he like looks like he's kind of. He's kind of almost getting out of there, and then he just throws a wild overhand right and connects, and then he just ground and pounds the shit out of people. But um, if Dacus can keep him at distance, it's it's done. Yeah, and if Lewis is back, is is it having any issues? Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm I I have to hope for Lewis in this one, and I of have course. to hope for it early. We know where your heart lies. <laughs> not texas <laughs> <laughs> i don't uh i don't understand the Derek lewis love i just think he's funny. i've talked about that before i don't think he's that funny i thought he was so boring on joe rogan's podcast having yeah. said that Derek lewis come on the pretty neat podcast but even still <laughs> I, I i don't know i i don't i, I i'm not Whatever. i am a i think that he is exactly who he is and i appreciate that immensely about him and uh i like his philanthropy in texas sure and, yeah, uh, yeah and he's a he's a good guy he seems like a genuinely good guy who learned a lot after he got out of prison uh, speaking of uh shout out dustin poirier for donating all the money to brazil 
Yeah. Or, right? or wherever and letting Charles Oliveira pick where the money goes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool that's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like he one up Conor McGregor again. <laughs> oh shit. Steven Thompson is back. Bilal better wrestle the shit out of him if he wants to win. Does Bilal have that? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think he does. You think Bilal's going to win this fight? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, That's how I see him winning. He's not going to he's not going to win a striking battle no. with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who has one of the best walkout songs, right? Wonderboy. Tenacious D, like he just sticks with it. It's not going away. And he looks like he's 26 and he's 38. <laughs> you know? Um he's not gonna win a striking battle. Bilal has to, has to wrestle, clinch. Um, that being said, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson has great takedown defense. He has to, to try and fight and win the way that he does. And I still, I, I think it'll be, to be honest, I think it's going to be somewhat boring, but I think he wins the decision. Yeah. That would be good for his career. Yes. I yeah. don't think he has a shot at the title or anything, but Mm-mm. he needs a win for sure. I think he's going to win it, and I think he's going to win it. I think he's going to knock him out. I think I don't, I, I don't think this one's going to go all the way. I think that Bilal's going to get tagged. I think it will be a repeat of... Um, oh, geez. Ellenberger. Jake Ellenberger? Uh-huh. Just a lack of respect. I just I don't think Bilal is there for that. I think Bilal thinks he's going to get in when he's not. And it's just based on what I've heard him saying. Uh, not about Stephen Thompson, but just his analysis on strikers like him. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't think he's going to be able to put the amount of pressure on Thompson that he thinks he's going to. He's just not. You're probably right. That's okay. me. Let's see. Angela over notable names Cub Swanson coming back yeah excited about that Ricky Simone is always exciting Darren Darren the damage oh geez what I wouldn't give to see (laughs) Cub Swanson and Darren Elkins fight wow that's gonna be a fun fight Mm -hmm. because these are two guys that both eat it and give it really fucking bad (laughs) And I really like that about both of them. Yay for that. But like they eat it, like they eat it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but Cub can't eat it as much anymore as the damage. Isn't Cub Swanson from Palm Springs? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Here's uh, Harry Hunsucker. Harry the Hurricane Hunsucker. Who Dude, did? Triple H. and look he has a hurricane tattooed on his chest oh shit he should fight Derek lewis what uh who did we last most recently see justin top a fight was it greg hardy 
No, Greg Hardy last fought uh, Tai Tuivasa and got uh-huh. knocked out. Oh, Jared Vandera. That's right. There it is. Yeah. Whoa. Somebody turned up that player's settings all the wrong way. <laughs> okay, no. I think... Uh, hmm. I mean, Justin Tapa and Tai Tuivasa are pretty much the same thing. Except one's better. Yes. Much better. Yeah. Oh, Shout out Tai Tuivasa getting, getting ranked now, too. Yes. And uh, more shoeies. Mm-hmm. More shoeies all the time. People throw him nice shoes, too. That's, you know, that is something I observed as well. Yeah. Like, hey, look at these Jordans coming yeah. up. Yeah. Here, here are my Union <laughs> Jordan ones. Go ahead and drink a beer out of them. <laughs> oh, can I, can I get that shoe back, please? Yeah. I, I need that shoe back, actually. It was $3,000. Raquel Pennington on this card? Mm-hmm. Who are you picking for Woodley Paul this weekend? <laughs> so when we talked about it last week, I didn't realize it was on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what it what it what are the odds on that? Uh minus two fifty, minus three hundred or something for Jake Paul. It's gotta be, right? Yeah, I would assume so. It's gonna be on showtime. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. I think Woodley's going to win. You do? Yep. I think he's okay. got that rematch ability like we talked about the one time. Uh, and uh, I think he let the entire MMA community down last time. <laughs> and I think that uh, he owes the entire world. I don't think he gives a shit other than making another paycheck. You think so? It's yeah. going to be the same as the first fight. I think Aww. so, too. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've especially because if if you gave Tyron 90 days, 120 days to train, and he was locked in, maybe. But I, I actually think Jake Paul trains pretty hard and is pretty well prepared. And uh, I think that I think the tyrant isn't, and he just he just wants the money. To Ryan's point, and I, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think Jake knocks him out or anything. But I think uh, more of the same. More of the same. Damn. I know where your heart's at, Aaron. You want it to happen. We all want it to happen. But what has transpired in the past with him that says it's going to happen? Not a whole lot. <laughs> He's knocked out other people. <laughs> very, very long ago. Long ago, Aaron. Long ago. That makes me so sad. That makes That's not so the tyrant sad. that is in existence these days. Damn. Well, shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of expected to have more to say about 269, and I just kind of don't. It was really shocking. I mean, it was a really set of really good fights. Very good fights. Prelims were very exciting. mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what it is is 
we had a lot of UFC squeezed into the last half of this year. We also got quite spoilt. Uh, this disrupted all a lot of storylines <laughs> that were clearly in front of us. Like, this is Daenerys yeah. Targaryen dying in season four of Game of Thrones and us being like, huh? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know what's going to happen with the women now, with Kayla, was, with Amanda. Was Kayla Daenerys in that analogy? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm also wondering when I say, yeah, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> I think, if, or is Amanda Daenerys Targaryen? <laughs> and, and, and Kayla was Jon Snow? <laughs> yeah, let's move around that metaphor. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's work that out. I almost, yeah. <laughs> I guess the thing is, so it used to be, and I guess you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, outside of maybe GSP and another guy or two, uh, it kind of seemed like that what was fun about UFC in the early days was anyone could be champion on any given card, right? A favorite was only a favorite because someone decided, but like functionally anyone can beat anyone and boxing does not work that way really right college football doesn't work that way over the course of a a seven game playoff series baseball and basketball tend to not work that way typically the best team is able to take four out of seven but in fighting in, in ufc anyway or mma the the what what was always fun about it is you legitimately didn't know who was going to win. And it kind of seems like we have shifted, at least on this show, I know I have. I was like, oh, no one can beat Amanda. Dustin Poirier is the best lightweight in the world. And nobody can beat Francis. Or, or maybe those things just don't actually exist. Because and, of the parody? Yeah. And Amanda's record, which is... Stellar, obviously, what is she, 22 and 5, 21 and 5, 21 and 5. So she, say she fights 28 times in her career. Her talent is probably 22 and 6 or 23 and 5. And it just so happened that on the, like, roll of the dice of her career, she just, for five years, it came up snake eyes or heads or whatever analogy you want to finish that with, metaphor, rather. And then we just saw a loss that could have happened, you know, five and a half years ago or three years ago. It just so happened to come after five years of winning. If you flip a coin 10,000 times, it's going to come up just about 50-50. But you might get 100 heads in a row. You might not, but you might. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's kind of what we're seeing. And maybe we were a little premature on Dustin Poirier. I don't know. A lot of the, the fights on Saturday have made me rethink my opinions on things. That's why I said this episode needs to be called To Charles With Love. Because we were so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. And so were so many people. And I don't even mean last week. I mean, like, for weeks, we just, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. Dustin's going to win. But he didn't. And it it was competitive early, I guess, what? He knocked him down a couple times. But in UFC, knockdowns don't mean the same thing they do in boxing. So it's, it's I don't know. 
you said it upset the apple cart or, or it it ruined some storylines i you're probably right but maybe we were premature on the storylines. well i think we're trying to set the narrative based on those storylines right okay amanda wins kayla's a free agent let's push this down the road a little bit further she signs with the ufc and sets up this title fight with the greatest of all time versus the next up-and-coming prospect right this proven commodity and to see who what that person can do against the best of the best and then with charles i think more so with dustin to be quite honest i think he kind of bought into his own hype as well right his daughter had pictures of him as and new that was their whole mantra and new when they're jogging in the streets of the you know schwanky suburbs of las vegas and new like it's good to be confident as well but yeah you, what where's the threshold in terms of overconfident and under preparing because you didn't see that at all with Charles Oliveira. Yeah, he was confident. He said, yeah, the belt's going to stay with us. The belt's staying in Brazil. But it wasn't like, I didn't get the same feeling behind that commentary as I did with uh, Dustin to a certain degree. And to your point, right? Um, we take a lot of these past results and try to apply that to the future. And that just doesn't work in fighting specifically with MMA because there are so many variables and then you can game plan specifically for a specific individual. And if you have a great camp that can find those areas to exploit, you might not be the better overall fighter, but you can beat that fighter Mm -hmm. if you have a better game plan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, um, I think we can make all these bold claims, uh, but in honesty and in, in, in totality, we have to, you have to say like, this is how this person can win. This is how this person can win. What's going to happen? I, I really don't know well, because and, we don't. And Dom had talked about the wall, right? Like it's just, it's Amanda and then everybody else way the hell down there. And um, maybe her being out of there is a good thing for the division because it'll make for more interesting discussion about who can beat Pena, who can beat, so and so um maybe it'll be more fun without her there maybe it'll be more fun to have her just move up permanently or retire if she moves up permanently at least it'll help build out featherweight get a new double champ have shevchenko go up to 135 sure i think i think crazy i think shevchenko is a nightmare for juliana pena stylistically Mm -hmm. yeah yep Definitely. Do you think with Poirier, like you said he was buying into his own hype a little bit. I definitely think he was. Hard not to, I would imagine. Um, you know, he, he was on a tear and then he fights Connor in the second time and was in trouble in the first round. Figured it out in the second round, okay, but one of those punches is two, 3% harder. And maybe he doesn't figure it out in the second round. We've talked about this a million times, but then you think about it. The third fight never happens if Connor beats him, right? So Connor then never breaks his leg. 
And Connor's got a shot at the champ, who at that point is, I guess, Charles Oliveira. Mm-hmm. But if you figure locked in, fully motivated, and bought in Connor, I, that guy's never coming back. I'm not saying that. I'm not doing that thing. I'm just saying, like, if you get that Connor against Charles, I think Charles has a really rough day. Yep. But maybe so not. And then even in this, the third Poirier fight, he damn near choked him out in the first round. If that happens, Connor never breaks his leg. He probably takes a little more time off to heal because I do think it was at least injured beforehand or injured during the fight. If Michael Chandler has 10 extra seconds in the first round against Charles Oliveira, he beats him, probably never fights Gaethje. It's just, it's weird. Like, we we buy into these things, and I do it because I, I love the storyline and I, I love greatness. And Dustin's a good-looking guy. He's well-spoken. He's fun to watch, all those different things. Maybe the skill level isn't of, of his, maybe his skill level is not so dramatically different from everybody else in the division. He just so happened to somehow not get submitted in the first round and figured it out in the second round or the, the, of the, of the third fight and figured it out in the second fight. I don't know. That could be. I also think Connor was really, really, really good and never changed. He just got he got yeah. figured out. <laughs> yeah, very true. But maybe I, Dustin's maybe Dustin's been figured out. Yeah, well, he Oliveira did pull a Khabib on him. I mean, that's that's Khabib choked him out. RNC. So I mean, uh, I would I would be in alignment with that. Not that Charles just found it on Dustin. I think that he he saw that and he worked his way towards it. He thought that was going to be the easiest way to get it done. Uh, was copy the people who did it already, right? And assume that because he had to fight Connor after Khabib, that he probably forgot about rear and naked chokes. <laughs> yeah. I love I, watching Ryan react to how much I'm probably off about what they really think. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if he forgot about rear naked chokes. <laughs> Probably he didn't. If we're being, I don't, I don't think I don't know if he forgot about <laughs> rear naked chokes, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> well, and I don't mean it literally. Gosh, I think it's you could even apply the logic to Stipe, right? Stipe, and it's just like small decisions. So Stipe in the second Francis fight, he took a couple big shots and and seemed okay. And then he caught him with that counter punch. I think it was a left, but maybe it was a right. Maybe I think I think thought he had rocked Francis more than he had, rushed him, and it and then woke up the next day. Right? Like if he doesn't rush him there, who knows? I'm not saying he beats him. I'm just saying who knows. And, and to the rear naked choke point, you know, Dustin, I think is a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, right? Yes. But there's levels to that. And I don't mean stripes, I mean, or degrees. I mean, like, his level of of Florida, Louisiana, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt is slightly different than Charles Oliveira's. And, yeah. I think Oliveira is a better Jiu-Jitsu artist than Dustin Poirier is. I think you you both touched on something that uh, uh, we haven't really come out and overtly say, but what you you talked about with Stipe, what you talked about with Dustin Poirier is reliance upon their best trait, that that's going to get them through, 
with Stipe, it's his toughness or his ability to take a shot for Dustin. It's like, Oh, I can just, I can just, I can just take somebody out because I have a power advantage over most lightweights and their reliance upon that um, may just stagnate their growth to a certain degree over time because they've been so successful and they think they can just go back to that every single time when, when things become dire and it's going to pull them out of whatever situation they're in until it doesn't right until, you know, Stipe was probably damaged by Francis and they got knocked out by DC. And then you really can't do that against Francis because the man is a natural 265 specimen. And then, you know, Dustin, it's not bad to rely on your natural God-given strengths, which is your power, but you have to understand who you're fighting as well. To your point, somebody that is also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, but it's a different, a different world of black belts who can see small openings and exploit that. And before you even know it, you're in a position that you can't recover from. Yeah. If somebody from yep. Brazil has a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, I would automatically assume that it is a blacker belt. Just saying. But there's that guy, uh, uh, Gordon Ryan, who is not from Brazil. And most people say he's the best jujitsu practitioner of all time. So I don't know. What <laughs> I would love to see him roll with Charles Oliveira and see what happens. My hunch is he beats him. Gordon Ryan outweighs him by like ninety pounds. <laughs> yeah, but in 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 traditional jujitsu, that that's not ever. It's a big deal, but it's not everything, you know. True. Hmm. There are some big boys that do that competition jiu-jitsu, though. My goodness. Um, and they, they roll around like it's impressive. In any case, uh, I, I think it, it's it's kind of a cool place to be, I guess, going into the, the new year. And UFC doesn't really have seasons, but yeah, going into a new calendar year, not really knowing who the best is on any given night. Yeah. We did at one think... point. Go ahead. I was going to say... Uh talking about like a new year and challengers i was just gonna say if it is gaichi i don't think at this point in time i would favor him to beat charles Oliveira because he also right while he has involved somewhat hasn't changed his game enough to deal with that type of grappling because he doesn't grapple at all but he is from a wrestling background, right? Right. But so is Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's a fair point. I would not pick Gaethje in that fight. But he could win. He could. Could you imagine? That could be an interesting year. Next year is going to be interesting. It It is going to be interesting. And it starts off with a bang. Aaron, at one point, you and I did... Like who we thought the champ in each division was going to be. Yeah. I'm wondering how, what, did we do by the end of the calendar year? We did. So I'm we, wondering how many we got right. Do you have that anywhere? I'm guessing not many. We probably well, got Kamaru. not over. Kamaru and Stylebender, but there's no title fights before the end of the year. That is true, but people can <laughs> be stripped. 
And we probably got Shevchenko. Yeah. And and probably not Francis. Uh, I probably had Stipe. I was thinking about that because I got to thinking. I wanted to ask you guys. We should do, and maybe we'll do this one of the weeks when there are no fights. Who we think is going to be the champ in each division. Um, Next week, though, I... I am getting tattooed finally after Ooh. after after several efforts to get a day scheduled. I don't want to talk about it. Um, in any case, the uh, we could do like half year. Who's going to be the champion like after the big July card? But I did pose a question to you guys. Who will be the heavyweight champion in July at the end of July? And uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts. You know what I'm going to say. It's fine. Right now. After July, it's Cyril gone. Okay. And, and that is knowing what you are likely to say. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Cyril Gunn also. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't see, I don't see Jones winning it if he comes back. Okay. Immediately. I do have the, the, the predictions. Let's look. Okay. Uh, Can I tell you why I do see Jones winning it? Yeah. Because I heard from a different show someone who used to train with him talking about watching him toss around as a light heavyweight, Alistair Overeem and Travis Brown and a couple of other guys. And Hmm. so I heard that. And then that person was saying, well, John's manager came out and said that they're going to be fighting the winner of Francis and Cyril gone. But then I looked for that and I couldn't find it. So I, I don't know where that, I, I wasn't really able to vet the source. Then this person talked about watching John just manhandle these guys. And I think, uh, I, I, I think Cyril beats Francis. Um, he might even stop Francis. And uh, whether we see John fight before then or not, I don't know. But I think if there's anyone who can take a long layoff and, or, you know, a, a 10-day coke bender and then fight for a title and win. It's it's John Jones. And uh, this person said, again, I'm going to all credit where it's due. He said, there is a hole in John Jones's heart that cannot be filled with money and cars. And Amanda, Por- uh, Amanda Poirier, Amanda Nunez does not have that hole and neither does Dustin Poirier or, or Conor McGregor. And John does. And that's why even though he's got the money and the accolades and whatever, in that cage he's 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 different and that that stuck with me the way that the person was talking about it as as if it was like the people who don't think he can beat cyril or francis have not seen him locked in and and doing what he did against heavyweights and so i'm i have i have decided that by the end of july john jones is going to be the heavyweight champ assuming he fights for it obviously but that that is what i think yeah and i know people don't like it he's not likable i get it but i think he does 
basically everything both of them do just better. Yeah. And I if 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 Francis is not able to figure out distance and spacing with Cyril gone and I don't think he will be able to, what in the fuck is he gonna do with John Jones? <laughs> Let's That's be real. True. What is he gonna do with John Jones? Yeah. That's very and, true. And rant. Well, John Jones is who you thought would be the champion mm-hmm. at the end of this year. I thought it would be Stipe. For heavyweight? Yeah. Okay. Um, this was right before Ryan joined the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, light heavyweight Jan was the champion, followed by Glober, Yuri, and Alexander Ratchich. Uh, we both picked Yuri if it had happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, middleweight Israel, we both picked still, which it is. Fighting in February. Yep. Welterweight, Usman. Still, mm-hmm. we both picked that. Lightweight. I know who we had. We both picked Connor. Uh-huh. Oliveira was the champion when we chose this already. Was he? So he had already beat uh, Chandler. Chandler. Okay. Um, featherweight. Do you remember who we thought would be champ? <laughs> Did we choose Brian Ortega? We did. Okay. And it is still Holloway. Bantam. No, no, no. It's Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky he, here's the th- again, though. <laughs> another what if. He had him triangle and rear naked. <laughs> yep. And somehow didn't submit him. Like, what if he had? I, I you know. <sighs> uh, Bantamweight. Aljo. <laughs> we both picked him? No. He oh. was just still the champ. Yeah. Uh, you had picked Cody Garbrandt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. I had picked Corey Sandhagen. <laughs> <laughs> That's aged well. So, wow. <laughs> flyweight. Uh-huh. and Figueredo was the champion. Uh, I said still, and you had Moreno. Hey, my favorite American Brandon Moreno. That was scheduled. Okay. Uh, Amanda Nunez at featherweight. We yep. both picked and still and only listed Kayla Harrison as a threat. Mm-hmm. Bantamweight. Uh, we both picked and still for Nunez. Mm-hmm. Flyweight. We both picked and still for Valentina. Strawweight. We both picked and still for Rose. Oh, okay. So we got Rose, Valentina. Uh, Nunez at featherweight. featherweight. Yeah. Stylebender. He got Moreno. Yeah. Okay. Not so bad. Not so bad. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So we did pretty well this year. Yeah, Um, that wasn't too bad. Next week, which everybody should go to the prettyneatpodcast.com until next week. Yeah, just just look (laughs) at it all. Go and stay. Yeah. There's lots to do, plenty of merch. Uh Next week is the 23rd, darn near Christmas. I don't know if y'all are going to be busy. We'll talk about whether or not we can make an episode or not. But there's no fights coming up. I mean, do you want to pick like your favorite knockouts of the year, your favorite fight of the year? Do we want to have an end of the year uh, special show that um, it will skip next week and then we'll come back the week after that? Are you saying an extravaganza? Yeah, I think that'd okay. be pretty neat. Like we skip next week for Christmas and the hecticness around Christmas, and then the week after we'll do our best favorite fights of the year. 
uh, favorite fighter of the year. Knockout of the care. year. Yeah. And then maybe pick champs for the, the coming half year, maybe. Do you want to do half year, whole year? I kind of want to do half year because it feels like there could be so much movement. We had, what, roughly half of the titleist change. If you if you say we can pretty much yeah. agree that Sterling should not be champion and we have an interim heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And so like 50% of the champions have changed. A uh, light heavyweight change, right? So, yeah, we'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. We could also so, do uh, at the end of the year. I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, but next week we'll just see. We'll play it by ear. I'm around, you know. So if you guys want to record an episode, I'll record an episode. <laughs> <sighs> but I am. Uh, I'm just happy I got to see you guys and be in shock together still about the UFC 269 events. And uh, I'm so happy I got to see you all around your birthdays. I'm going to message you that video so that you can have it. Thanks for uh, making it. You're welcome. It, uh, yes, that was very nice. I'll uh, I'll drop it in our Discord. Actually, that's disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, AJ. <laughs> what? I'll drop it in our Discord. That sounds like a like an ad know. an advertisement for our Discord. No, uh, maybe. I don't. Uh, know. I don't know what it sounds like. So if you Josh want... Emmett looked good, your guy. I just saw his name in the rankings, number six now. Oh really? Yeah. Did Ryan leave? I don't know. I think he might have, but I think it was an accident. Okay. But we're gonna assume that he just fucking bailed because he was bored. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, wouldn't blame him. All right. Here but, you go. Uh, it'll be. Uh, you gonna take us out on something? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't have it. It's just not there. It's just not there. Trump twenty four. <laughs>